Breakfast puppies? This podcast contains adult language and content and is meant for mature audiences. Listener discretion is advised. Rock roll, Raggy. You're listening to The Glitter Boys. Right? Welcome back, listeners. In what we hope will be the first of an ongoing series, we would like to talk today about being a noob to Palladium, a brand new player to the game, the system, and the world, and what that experience is like, and maybe how we can make it better. And to that extent, we've actually brought in our noob. Say hello, Brandon. Hi, noob. Hi. <laughs> Brandon is a new player to Rifts and Palladium as of this year, correct? Uh, yeah, I... Played like a tiny bit in high school for like 20 minutes when we barely knew how to interpret the rules, but basically brand new. Oh, God, I feel lied to get get out. End of episode. No. okay. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, we brought Brandon in when I started up a Rifts game to alleviate some of the COVID blues this year. And Brandon, what are your thoughts on your experience thus far? It's a harrowing ball of fun. I like that. I should put that on a business <laughs> that, that, card. That's apt. Harrowing, huh? In what way? Uh, well, it is a world full of things that will eat your face, <laughs> eat your friend's face, possibly lay eggs in it. Oh, well, without giving away too much, we'll see what you think about this whole subject after tonight's session. <laughs> Oh no! But sadly, it's the last one of the year. I just, I just want to bounce in and say that because I, you know, I, I fiend for this. And yeah, we are recording here at the end of 2020. We have Christmas is next week. We're taking a break off for Christmas and New Year from our games. Well, I'm taking a break as the GM. I'm pretty sure everyone else would want to keep playing. I just need a break. <laughs> I don't want That's to fair. end the year with burnout. Therefore, I can start 2021. With a return to the games, instead of experiencing that annual, I want to do something new, I think I can avoid it this year. I'm pretty bought into Rifts right now. <laughs> yeah. You better be. So you're not only fresh-faced to the uh, to the system, but the the character you're playing is, is a fresh-faced youngster, all bright-eyed and bushy-tailed. Yes, that definitely helps uh, the embodiment, because like anything I don't know, well, he doesn't know either. So it just, uh, <laughs> it all rolls together. What other systems are you familiar with? Where, where did you come to, to Rifts from? Oh boy. Well, I started out back in junior high, actually, with the West End game Star Wars system. Fuck yeah. Raided my mom's Yahtzee set. It was good times. That From there, I had friends that their m- mother like was a single mom and worked at the post office, had weird hours. So she would just feed her kids with role-playing game books to keep (laughs) them distracted and out of trouble. So we played like everything from D&D, you know, the advanced and the basic sets up through second edition, the Conan role master system, I think it was, on to like Twilight 2000, where we my my first dip into the the palladium stuff was uh we we did play Robotech 
for a bit. That was what brought us mm. in because, you know, yeah, I mean, a little bit everything up through recently playing uh, fate games and your own hammer crawl. Basically, I play a little bit of everything. I'd like to step back and address something you just said. Now, Brandon, I know that you are our age. And that means you experienced gaming at the age that you've described from around the same time, you know, childhood, 80s and 90s, right? Correct. Yeah. How did you luck out and find a friend whose mom avoided the whole satanic panic and instead of locking up the games, showered the children with them? I have no idea. They just <laughs> lived two doors down. Yeah, that's a golden ticket. Yeah. I, I kind of had, they, they had three kids that I rotated one being my best friend at any given time. And actually how I specifically started, we got in with the role-playing in the Star Wars, uh, was actually the launch of the Super Nintendo. And the older brother had talked his mom into renting him, back in the day when they rented consoles Mm -hmm. from the video store, (laughs) rented him a Super Nintendo And the one game that was basically available then, Super Mario World. And he invited me and another friend over. Well, of course, it's his game, so he's playing it all the time. You know, like 90% of the time. 95%, you know. And then occasionally we'd hand off the controller, it would go to the other guy. So I got bored watching someone else play a video game for hours. So I just wandered, and there's his younger brother rolling weird dice on a table by himself and there's a book that has darth vader on the cover looking at me and it's just like what's that <laughs> and thus an addiction was born you've played a lot of games since then like i know in a conversation we had during our last play session you made an offhand comment about oh something about your st and i was like oh i commented i know what game you ultimately started with you can usually tell what games someone started with by what they call the game master so White Wolf, I'm assuming, was pretty big in oh, your yeah. youth later? Uh, yeah, we. Uh, I did get into it with that uh, the same fella that uh, I started Star Wars with. We did get into into the, the vampire stuff with there. Did some tabletop with that. But then I had a few years in my 20s where I was kind of hard and heavy with White Wolf LARPing. <sighs> well, weren't we all? It's all right. You don't have to say it like that. I was there. Yeah, <laughs> and so that's where I think the those terms got driven into me up to the point of like I was a storyteller for a little bit, like an assistant storyteller. I was basically the guy that came in to run the nuts and bolts when the storytellers like I don't want to do this, go deal with this. So coming to rifts now in the year 2020, playing the Palladium role playing game system, which it goes all the way back to uh, the early 80s. What are your thoughts of comparison it's an exceptionally rich world like it's just got so much to it to where you can run basically any sort of story you want in it and obviously with the greater palladium system you literally can run <laughs> any story you want in it but also you kind of need some hand-holding. This isn't a, a system that you could just pick up and read through the book and be like, oh, I know exactly how this works. It's dense and not necessarily the best described occasionally. You know, organization. That's fair. Questionable. The art is mind-blowing. 
Yeah, you're you basically parroting quotes that we've yeah, already been talking funny. about today <laughs> when we recorded previous episodes. <laughs> Perfect spot on. Yeah. <laughs> Learning the system. I've said this on our previous podcast, Have Movies Will Game. I firmly believe that very few people have picked up a Palladium role-playing game and learned how to play it by reading the book. Now, there's probably people out there who have done this. I haven't met very many of them. I feel that instead, everyone has learned to play it from someone else, who in turn learned to play it from someone else, and so on and so on, all the way back to Kevin Sambita. It's like, you know, it's a meme. The game itself is, uh, it's Darmok and Jalad at Tanagra. It is, it is learning how to <laughs> RPG through, through, the, through campfire stories, which is kind of interesting given the campfire story analogy is often applied to role-playing games. Yeah. I, I think it's interesting that it doesn't have that kind of step A to step B to step C. It leaves a lot of room for you to insert yourself yeah. into it. And your own style into it, which is, you know, something I really like about it. How do you feel about ease of play? Like, what was your curve like as, as you came into the game? I think, be, I mean, because NPC is a pretty good uh, teacher with that, and especially with his own personal kind of breakdown of some of the house rules, it was all relatively straightforward from the beginning. There are some nuances that take a little time to pick up. But on the nuts and bolts level, it's relatively, you know, straightforward. I, I've played with systems where you roll D20s. I've played with systems where you roll percentile. This just does both randomly at different times. Yeah. Of course, we haven't had a lot of missile battles. Here, but... <sighs> oh, <man. laughs> and we're not going to. <laughs> the only missile this group is going to have is your character able. That's it. <laughs> yeah. Well, that and possibly an ICBM. We'll, we'll talk Probably about that one later. that Abel was stretched but, to. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I do stuff. If you were to rate the Palladium role-playing system, uh, let's say out of a score of 10, taking into account uh, some of the things you mentioned, such as, you know, breadth of the world, ease of play, you know, whatever other conditions you'd like to weigh it against, where would you put it? Um, just in your general appreciation of the game, not as in a game to pick up, but just where you're at right now. Right now, I'm I'm loving it. It's uh, especially with the game I'm in. This is it's one of the ones I look forward to think about mm -hmm. during downtime. Yeah, me too. <laughs> Go to the website and salivate over books. <laughs> so, I mean, right now, I would probably throw it a good solid nine, nine and a half. Like nice. it's just. Yeah. Yeah, it's like the thing right now. It's, you know, I, I could try to be all nitpicky and mark points for, you know, some of the, the funkiness of the system, but I'm having fun and that's the most important part. Absolutely. Excellent. What would you, on the same scale, what would you say on your, uh, on your pickup of the game? I think because of the situation in which I'm, you know, in for picking it up, I, I would, I would give it a good, like eight, eight and a half. Like it's. Yeah, okay. it's everything's relatively, like I said, it's in there. There's, it's taken a little time to kind of rock some of the magic stuff because mm -hmm. that system, but the bare bones of it, I, I've slid in pretty comfortably. Excellent. To be fair, I, I this is a lot of that is probably on me. Some, I'm sorry, the, the reduction in points is probably on me because I, being the GM, but also being a game designer myself, am constantly fiddling with the house rules. <laughs> <laughs> so things sometimes change between sessions. 
It happens. <laughs> yes. You yeah. are by far not the worst of messing with the rules that I've experienced. Oh, well, thank you. I, yeah, I, I'm going to jump in and agree on that. I, I had a I had an ST in a Dark Ages vampire game at one point that would have a new printed out packet of his changes to the rules every session. Lufta. Yeah, including we also ran a, a werewolf game and he did three different versions of frenzy rules in one session. <laughs> oh lord so you you know you've found all this stuff a little bit but you're really not that bad yeah i've experienced that same thing we had a gm dm back when i lived in atlanta who ran one of the only games around and because he was obsessed with writing and fixing the rules he had a hefty tome of his house rules that was thicker than the actual game itself than dungeons and dragons but then he he made so many changes that he started writing up weekly minutes, printing them out, stapling them and handing them each person at the beginning of each session. Like this is the minutes and the minutes were like changes that I've made line item redactions and such. Oh God. (laughs) I I hope to never be that. So I've never been in a game like that. I just want to put that out there. This is not a shared experience. Yeah, no, it's, they also require, they also expect that they hand it to you right at the beginning of game. And they expect that you will have read it and understood all of it before the game starts in two minutes. Yeah, well, fantastic. That that sounds reasonable. I'm glad that I have not forced that upon you in this. <laughs> no, not yeah. even slightly. Let me ask you, what what do you think uh, you would like to see in the game that you, you don't see? Like, uh, there's not a lot of actual tabletop stuff or like, you know, minis and terrain and stuff. So if you were... If you had Kevin's ear for a day, what would you like to see in the game as a as a new player? An index. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, in the actual books themselves. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> not not a separate tome. <laughs> I would like to at least point out, Palladium First Edition, Black and Red has an index, and it's a good one. So it's something he picked up along the way. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that that's that's fair and and a common a common thing that we've heard. Oh yeah, we'll we'll gripe about that on numerous occasions. Any final thoughts about uh, your your noob experience, Brandon? I mean, it's going along great. It's a world full of like I said, wonder and terror, <laughs> and I love acting by turns scared and by turns hor- uh you know confident when I shouldn't be. And I can't wait to find out what Steve Buscemi has planned for me. (laughs) (laughs) And on that, we're going to close this episode next time. Find out more about this questionable Buscemi character. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you later. Thanks for tuning in. Bye. You've been listening to The Glitter Boys, a Palladium Books fan podcast. Glitter Boys, Rifts, the Megaverse, and all other such topics are the property of Kevin Sambita and Palladium Books. Please buy all their stuff and help keep them in print and making more games. You can order directly at palladiumbooks.com, and their entire catalog is available digitally at DriveThruRPG as well. Our opening music is 8-Bit Bass and Lead by Furby Guy from freesound.org. This closing music is Caravana by Philip Gross, available at freemusicarchive.org. 
All sound effects used are self-made or acquired via Creative Commons Zero License. If you like what you have heard, find us on Twitter and Facebook as The Glitter Boys. That's B-O-I-S. And check us out online at breakfastpuppies.com slash glitterboys. And also join us on the Breakfast Puppies Network Discord at breakfastpuppies.com slash discord. And if you want to help us out, please spread the word and help us build a community. Thanks again for listening. We'll catch you next time.